Guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Arsenio Buck Show. So many great things are happening, but you know what? We need to talk about dividends, okay? So first and foremost, I'm going to read something out of the book, and then I'm going to tell you a situation where as <laughs> high tax and dividends happen, and then we're going to go over an unbelievable PDF, which I actually have on the blog on the ArsenioBuckShow.com. So you know what? If you actually go to, of course, the blog or in the description or whatever, then it's going to ultimately, um, it, you're going to see, of course, that PDF, which you're going to be able to go over. So do you understand what I'm saying? So here we go. This is how it works. All right. Uh, I'm completely lost. Have you ever gotten a message where something just completely threw you off? That was it right there. So here we go. When trust is high, the dividend you receive is like a performance multiplier, elevating and improving every dimension of your organization and your life. See, high trust is like the leaven in bread. Which lifts everything around you. In a company, high trust, materially uh, speaking, improves communication, collaboration, execution, innovation, strategy, engagement, partnering, relationships, stakeholders, you name it. See, in your personal life, high trust significantly improves your excitement, your energy, your passion, creativity, joy, and your relationships with your family, your friends, community. Now, remember, always, and obviously the dividends are not just increased speed and improve economics. They are also in greater enjoyment and better quality of life. So guys, the dividends is what we are aiming for. Now, when trust is high, there are so many dividends that follow it. That's all it comes down to. Now, I've gone over all those adjectives and everything. And now you have to understand that you know what? This is how it works. When you're working in a place where the trust is very high, when you're working uh, with people where the trust is very high, you're working with students. You know, over the last week after reading this book, I've seen myself completely transform in, within the classroom. And now the synergy is always there. And it's because, of course, the children, not, not, not only they just trust me, but it's just because I'm putting and implementing so many different things into my lessons, which is kind of like irrelevant to what I'm talking about. But do you guys understand what I'm saying? Trust is essential in relationships when you can actually, I remember I was just having a conversation with uh, another individual and I said, oh, okay, uh, listen, this is how I feel. How do you feel? This is how I feel. I said, okay, going forward, how can we do this? See, breaking it down just like that right off the back, see, it breeds an amount of trust. And you know what? If you're not going to say something that's 100% wholehearted uh, the truth, why say it at all? So now you understand what these dividends are. Now, the dividends can be good and bad, and this is what I'm going to talk about. But first, let me get into the story first. So here we go. Alisa and I. Yep. This is the particular friend I used to, well, I used to have. It doesn't really matter. Uh, you know, she was a, she's a, what was is, doesn't really matter. Uh, she was a college buddy out there in Arizona. Now, check this out. I went to go visit her, of course, for about eight days last year. And we went to a place called Sedona, Arizona, which is, of course, north of where she lives out there in Mesa, Arizona. So, of course, we went to Sedona, Arizona, and we woke up. We didn't even book any hotels because we're fools. Uh, but you know what? That very next morning, we're like, you know what? We want to get a nice hiking spot. So we actually found this tourist area or this tourist building. Now, we figured, you know what? This isn't like Thailand. Of course, these tourists are not going to try. You know, these types of agencies are not going to take 
money from us. So we walk in, and this guy's showing us the map. He's really cool. And then he started asking questions. Now, these types of corrupted individuals, they break you down. They try to develop that relationship to a point it's so profound that he takes your trust, right? Only to deliver some of the worst dividends you could ever imagine. So this is how you, and of course, these types of people, they are unbelievable people, people, people. All right. I can't say I'm a people person. I can't say they are people, people. They are people persons. Okay. Let's just put it that way. And so as we went on, he's like, Hey, you know what? I got a place for you guys to stay. It's beautiful. It's flat screen, granite countertops, all this stuff. You can get a helicopter and it's only this price. And I saw the price. I said, what? So you're telling me, Alisa and I, we could stay one night in a beautiful place, take a helicopter and all of that for only $150. He said, yeah, absolutely. Or I think it was $100. And that's basically like $3,000. And I'm like, come on. And I'm just saying that back part of my mind is scratching. And I'm like, you know what, this condition behind this. So we kept reading that fine print over and over and over. And then, of course, he's like, listen, all you need to do is just uh, the credit card. Okay, you need a credit card. And the thing is, anytime someone says you need a credit card, never give them a credit card. If a hotel says, hey, we need a credit card so we can hold your da-da-da-da-da, say, fuck that. I want to pay full right now. You're staying off my pockets. I'll pay for whatever at the end of checkout, okay, when I get out of a hotel. I had a big problem with that with Sheraton Hotel, and I'll never stay there again for as long as I live because they ended up charging me. They double-charged me, and then I had to contact Malaysia, and then I had to contact Bookie.com, and luckily they did a phenomenal job and contacted them and said, hey, we're going to put your money back in your account. These are just, you don't want to go into these types of situations, all right? So when it all came down to it, when it was all said and done, we left, and we're like, hey, we're going to transfer some money, da-da-da-da-da. Elisa was like, okay, I have this amount. I'm going to put $200 from my checking account into the credit card. With that $200, he's going to be able to, of course, um, what is it, make the reservation. Now, before we even left, he was like, listen, but the condition is on the contract The next morning, you're going to have to sit in on a timeshare presentation. Now, if you guys are unaware of timeshares, they could be the biggest hoax, the biggest liars, the biggest thieves on the planet. Let's just put it this way. These timeshares are basically people that rent out their place for extortionate prices. I think if you have a timeshare out there, don't really give a damn. But I'm just trying to tell you what this guy was trying to do. And so I'm like, listen, $100 to $150 for a helicopter ride around a couple of canyons in the evening when the sunset's going down. We get to stay in a very nice place for only $50 a night. What is the condition? And so we read that contract a little bit more. It wasn't just the 200 because he tried saying, oh, it doesn't work. Your credit card doesn't work. Your credit card doesn't work. And she kept saying, well, the $200 is in there. Why? He was trying to place a hold of $550. This guy was going to sack probably somewhere between 700 and 800 out of us. And you know what? 400 of that? No way. And this is how these corrupted ass companies. So this guy, because of his personality, because he's so good with his words, he took our trust. But see, I knew right off the back, I'm like, okay, this guy's doing something. Because I'm so good with people. I know a bullshitter because I'm the king of bullshitting. And so I'm like, dude, what is this guy trying to do? I'm like, oh, he is so cool. But I know here in America, when they're this cool, there is something that they're trying to do. And I'm so glad and fortunate that I live in Thailand now just because I've learned that with so many people from the taxi drivers. When a taxi driver picks you up. 
and he doesn't want to turn on that meter, he starts acting very nice to you. Oh, so where you come from? Ah, ha, ha, ha. Okay, yeah, so I've been to Las Vegas, Las Vegas, boom, boom, gamble, gamble. I know right then and there, this motherfucker is trying to do something. You see what I mean? And especially with the motorcycle guys. And if they start talking to themselves after I ask them, hey, how much does it cost to get there? And then they say, oh, this amount? I say, fuck you guys, I'm out. Excuse my French, but I'm just keeping it real. You cannot. And so people who try pushing a lot of weight on individuals like that, I just know that there's something wrong. Now, again, personal life organizations, I'm going to get into that right now. But now you guys understand to be very aware of these types of things, because when they take your trust and then they back and it backfires on you, you're calling them, cussing them out for probably a week, saying you piece of shit. And all he could say is, hey, you signed the contract. Sorry. And so him doing that business for apparently nine years, he should be ashamed of himself. And America should be ashamed of themselves in general for even allowing a business to operate on American soil like that. Such as that type of business is what you see literally every, everywhere on the street corners of Thailand. Okay, they got visa services, which are all corrupted. They have this, they have that. They have all these different things. But I, you wouldn't expect that that type of company out there in America. So again, this happens around the Statue of Liberty out there in New York. These guys are very, very nice. They're like, hey, we'll take you on a boat ride for $150. But if you actually pay for the ticket, it's only $10. You see what I mean? And of course, the policemen and all these people, they never go out there and say, hey, come here. You're trying to do something. You're trying to solicit for this and that. You're going to get locked up. Nope. None of that happens. So guys, trust is the ultimate variable. And you know what? The dividends could be very, very good, or they could be catastrophically horrible. So this is what I'm going to talk about right now. So basically, we got a summary of taxes and dividends. If you guys want to tune into this, of course, you are able to on my blog, thearseniobuckshow.com. This is going to come just shortly after. You're going to have to listen to my voice until this is actually posted. But you know what? Here it is. The 80% tax is non-existent trust. Follow me on this. 80% tax. That means people are taxing the hell out of you. There is no trust within a company or in a, or in a personal relationship or anything. Let me go over some of these dashes. So in the organization, there's a dif- dysfunctional environment, a toxic culture, right? Intense micromanagement, redundant hierarchy, punishing systems and structures. That sounds very, very similar to what my last job was in a personal relationship. Of course, hot and angry, confrontational or cold, bitter withdrawals, labeling of others as enemies or allies, verbal or emotional or physical abuse. Unfortunately, there are a lot of families, especially in whatever countries that are going through those types of personal relationships. Why? 80% tax. No trust whatsoever. So if we go down even further, okay, let's go to the 60% tax. Okay. That means there's very low trust. So there's just an unhealthy working environment, right? So you're unhappy. You got unhappy employees. Okay, there's an intense political atmosphere. Okay, there's uh, let's just say this painful micromanagement, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Now, on the other hand, going into the personal relationship aspect of it, hostile behaviors. All right, yelling, blaming, accusing. There was one instance that I actually had a meeting about three years ago at my last job. And this British, this British guy who's been there for the longest, his name was Peter. 
he when uh we had this emergency meeting because he thought that the micromanaging that was happening within the company was wrong. He wasn't getting any classes. He wasn't getting any classes because he wasn't a good teacher. And so the thing is, instead of beating around the bush, they could have said, "Listen, you suck. Uh, we're gonna get, you're not going to continue anymore." Uh, but they didn't do that. They just kept beating around the bush and not giving the guy any classes, such as what happened to me last year because I rebelled like crazy. But it was the best thing I could ever do. But that blaming and that yelling, it turned into a one-hour meeting of nothing. Literally the biggest waste of time. And this guy, his hands were shaking. He kept moving his head. He's like, you suck at your job. He was telling the other guy from, of course, New Zealand, the main, uh, what is it, the coordinator, I guess you could say, of this place. And again, you had another British guy that was complaining about every single detail. He didn't, I mean, guys, this is that toxic work culture. If you are in that work culture, get the fuck out of that job, period. Start finding a job right now. That's it. That's it. If you're at an 80% or a 60%, we're talking non-existent to a very low trust, get the hell out of that guy. Oh, my God. Please save yourself a peace of mind and get the hell out of there. See, when I get in to my job, okay, my main place that I actually work at, I walk by. Two girls are at the front desk. They, we joke a lot. We say, hey, 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 my students come in. I do my thing, and that's it. I don't have to converse with the teachers, but I do. There's one guy, of course, from uh, Australia that I love so much because he is just crazily wild. And the other guy from England, I just talk to him in terms of visa and passport purposes. Sometimes we talk about other things or some funny stuff, but nothing bad. Nothing bad. So, but my last job, it was just full on. It was a guy, basically, you go into a room, four guys sitting around the table, and they're like, hey, Arsenio, then right when I leave the room, that be, he, he thinks he's, he, he, oh, he's a bad teacher, he can't teach this, he's not academic, all of that, that is the most toxic culture you could be part of. Remember, I talked about that a very long time ago, guys, please start reevaluating your life, your life, that physical environment, now you're aware of it. And get the hell out of there. Okay? So, 40% tax. That's basically your low trust, all right? So, there are hidden agendas in terms of the organization, right? There's like someone saying, hey, you know what? I'm going to put you on this class. It's kind of like there was one guy. His name was Jim. He was a coordinator at another branch uh, because there are like three or four branches of the place I used to work at. And what he would do, he would set up the classes so perfectly, whereas he's like, okay, I'm going to teach this class because I get paid the most here, this, and then when I'm getting ready to finish, I'm going to give those last 10 hours to this teacher so I could take this class for another 100 hours. That's called a hidden agenda. That is low trust. And you know what? That's just stupendously bad. And so, again, in, in terms of that, in a personal relationship, a lot of these could be just energy draining joyless interactions, all right? It it could be doubting others' reliability and the commitment, and again, the hidden agenda. It's kind of like, I I mean, I would have to say that very first relationship, true relationship I got into, um, she, that was a very, very low trust. That that was extremely low. And let me tell you like this, um, she had a hidden agenda from the beginning, So I remember when she came back from California, we broke up over the summer. One of my friends from Japan visited me and she changed my life forever because that enabled me to travel. Um, She was so angry. She was so emotional. She was so unhappy for about two, three weeks. And so, and it's crazy because she broke up with me. You broke up with me, but you mad at me. Oh, Wait, what? And my friend, yeah, she came. 
Who cares? You broke up with me. And so then, from that very moment, August to September, she had a hidden agenda. Her agenda was to establish a relationship again, develop as many feelings as possible, and to dump me at the peak. That's what she did. So moving into the latter stage of the year, into November and December, after November into December, she became very distant. I was wondering what was happening. She became very cold, very quiet, cold shouldering the hell out of me. And I just kept trying to talk to her over and over and over. And she would ignore my phone calls. She would call me while she goes away, of course, in Cal- you know, to California to visit her relatives. She would call me probably once every four or five days. And she had her phone with her by her side all the time. Why? She had a hidden agenda to get back at me. Vengeance. And so then she started talking to another guy. And then right when she dumped me, she got into the relationship with him. How about that? That's called low trust. See, I didn't understand all of this. 10 years ago because I was a goddamn kid. But if something like that ever happens again, I'm so quick to drop people. So quick. Like if I think, like this happens all the time. It's kind of like um, a couple of trainers, of course, at the place I work at, um, uh, a workout at. And there are a couple of them that I feel that there's no trust. So I met one girl probably two weeks ago on a Friday. And you know what? High energy, high energy. Started trying messaging her, and then boom, next thing you know, one word response, two word response, one word response. Her thing went from always commenting and liking to a downward spiral within a six-day period. The next time I saw her, her energy was disgusting. And you know what? The low trust, it went to a peak. It went to about 40% because I realized just by glancing at her phone real quickly while she was talking outside the door, uh, other guys were sending photos. Of their bodies to her. I was trying to bail from breakfast at that time. I couldn't. We went to breakfast. That energy was disgusting. I've never felt bad energy like that in a very, very long time. She was snappy. She was rude. That was it. I said, you know what? I'm going to let her linger linger around for about one hour. uh, I'm sorry. One week on my Instagram. After I come back from the big competition, I block her. Boom. I blocked her. I don't tolerate that shit, guys. I just don't. Because you know what? That was the hidden agenda from the beginning. She was so very nice and so very interested in me. And then after that, one week later, boom, I saw that. And I'm like, oh, got it. Now I understand why you're giving me one or two word responses. You're talking to someone else. Bye. Yeah, just don't tolerate it. I pick people up real quick. I do. There was another girl uh, that I was talking to. And she would respond to me every two days. And I'd try helping her as much as I can. I was like, hey, listen, let's meet up. And then she would ignore me. She would ignore me. And I'm like, listen. I'm trying to help you in terms of your life right now. And you're not even responding to me? There was one time I said, man, fuck this. Blocked her. Saw her again by a quick glance. Just ignored the hell out of her. She smiled. She put her head in the hair like she was like, I don't know. She was incredulous. Like, why isn't he talking to me? No, we're done. We're done. I don't tolerate that little kitty shit. I don't. That's how I roll. All right? That's in terms of the personal life. So, guys, again, just don't tolerate that stuff, man. I hope the young ones actually listen to this because if you could listen to this, you're going to realize that there are a lot of people with hidden agendas out there. (sighs) Okay, so 20% tax. These are just some trust issues, all right? So again, slow approvals, dissatisfied employees, there it is. Okay, personal life, there could be regular misunderstandings, concerns about intent and motive. 
uh, interactions characterized by tension, which you would see a lot of. I see that at the United States Embassy. Normally, when I go in to pay my fee, this woman, she doesn't say anything to me. I don't know if she's, she's, got, she's not American. She can't be American, but she's been there before. She had a kid probably over the last two and a half years. But every time I go there, she throws my visa card under the window. She doesn't say hello. She's very rude. And I'm like, okay, okay. I could see what's going on here at this embassy. They have a very disgruntled employee. She has a lot of tension built up within within her. And she's treating all American citizens like that. Pretty interesting, huh? I mean, I pick, like I said, I pick it up real quick. It's kind of like communicate, color communications. Like, you know, worry, uncertainty, doubt, stuff like that. Or just anger. Or just fear, animosity, whatever. And you know, you just can't maintain that. And I would never maintain such an environment either. So guys, now let's get into the positive. Let's get into about 2% of the positive, right? 0% tax. Okay, no tax, no dividend. Trust is not an issue. You got yourself a healthy workplace. You got yourself good communication. Okay, personal relationships. People are nice. People are cordial. People, you know, there's great communication between one another. Everything runs smoothly, efficiently. Mutual tolerance, acceptance, no worries. Now, when trust is a visible asset, you go into the plus 20%, not the negative. And so you could focus on work, effective collaboration, positive partnering relationships, helpful systems and structures, strong creativity and innovation. That's in an organization, personal relationships, mistakes seen as learning, not as weapons. Now, again, guys, going back to like the 60%, if you're working in an atmosphere and you make one mistake and that is used against you as a weapon, this is where trust is a massive issue. You get the hell out of that workplace. Because there is only one life, and it's not to be in an environment like that. My aunt in New York, who I might see next year, she's been working in 80 to 100% distrust environments. Every time she messages me, she's like, oh my god, this lady here, and she does this, she's done that. Oh my god, a bureaucratic nightmare. Bureaucratic nightmare. And so, again, if you make a mistake, or like, if someone gets a particular score... But 10 other people get a wonderful score and they focus on that one individual that didn't get a good score and they use that against you as a weapon, get out of that job. It's not worth it. It's not worth your time. Just leave. Leave. A lot of people would say, oh, but what about my job? No, you start looking for a job now. Now, the thing is, if you're happy, you have awareness. If you're unhappy at work, you have awareness. And if you have awareness to say, say to yourself and say, oh, you know what? This place is just not for me. <laughs> Start looking for a new job. In personal relationships, people are cooperative, vibrant relationships, right? You focus on looking for and leveraging one another's strength, which is awesome. You know, that's doubling down on your strengths. And, you know, positive energy, positive people. See, I probably got an 80% trust plus high dividend plus high speed plus high everything with the people who I'm in contact with. The, uh, the Kristen, who's another entrepreneur in Chiang Mai, just north of here uh, in Bangkok. The Luke, the Perry, the, the Juwan out there in Malaysia. I got my girl, you know, Selena out there in America. All of these people who I'm connecting with, these relationships, the trust is unbelievably high. And that's what I put myself in every day. So guys, check out that PDF. Figure out where you are in terms of your workplace and in terms of your job and make a decision. 
because you don't want to stay in an environment like this for such a long time. So guys, with that being said, thank you so much for tuning in to another podcast. Oh, this was a very, very long one. We got crypto coming up tomorrow morning, and there's a good opportunity that another good one is coming up later on tonight in terms of creative. What is it? Creative mindset? Uh, Being creative. There we go. Being creative in a world that's vastly changing. So stay tuned for that, guys. Thank you so much again. All the all the links and everything's in the description, and just stay tuned for more. I'm your host, Arsenio, as usual, over and out.